Don't touch that dial. You've tuned into the Bellingham Podcast for the month of April 2023, episode 223. From that city by the Salish Sea, I am AJ Barsay. And straight out of 9226, I am Groot. Not just kidding, I'm Chris Powell. On this episode, AJ and I are going to be talking about some recent travels we both had individually and uh, together in, a, in an aspect. Uh, what does the airport look like nowadays? What do hotels look like nowadays? What do our bags look like nowadays? What the heck are we packing? All that and more. We're going to unpack all of that next. You caught that, kids? Yeah, that, yeah, that was on purpose. Uh, this is the Bellingham Podcast. Ah, uh, Chris, I've missed your sweet baritone voice. How you feeling? Snark-filled and cough suppressant uh, ridden. Yes, I had a little bit of uh, a cough last week. We would have probably recorded then. Yeah. But uh, just getting over whatever uh, throat thing I've got going on. So I might be a little lower than normal. How are you doing? I am doing well, and I'm glad that we're six feet away from our, each other just for safety's sake. Of but- course. Uh, yeah, no, there's definitely something going around. Uh, my son has had the crud and it's, um, his teacher has a 103 fever. Oh that's so there's a foreigner song going on there or something, but no, like there's, there's definitely the spring crud that's lingering. Yeah. It's hitting a lot of people and, uh, boy, there's a whole lot of stuff. So, uh, it's, it's good to be able to, you know, blow your nose, uh, you know, <laughs> wash your hands with soap and dry and try not to be, uh, encountering too many people at close range. Yes. Uh, don't, don't spray it. <laughs> Say it. <laughs> Don't spray it. Very exactly. good. All right. Let's talk about what we're going to talk about. So we're hitting on travel. So you, uh, this episode is kind of, of deviating from our revenge of analog as you keep uh, pecking away through your chronicles of analog. Uh, your book report is still going to be due, but just not on this episode. Okay. What Actually, what book are you reading now? What did you move on to? I'm currently going through... Uh, well, I'm reading a number of books all at the same I, time. I know. But yes. which, one, which one is the, pri- the primary source? The primary source I'm still plowing through Stillness is the Key Ah, okay. Uh, by Ryan Holiday, there's just such a, a chock full treasure trove, uh, wonderful amount of information to help shape my mindset as I'm approaching my professional life and non-professional life. I've been taking the uh, underlining the the important stuff, putting on a four by six index card, analog, analog, yeah. and uh, put it in my little handy dandy tactical case that I mentioned on a previous episode. And after a while, I take them out and I sort out all the cards, kind of like create a little. Uh, montage or montage? No, just mosaic. Mosaic. Thank you. Uh, Is one of those M O words, and just kind of look and see: Are there any commonalities going on here? How can I apply this to my other creative content project projects or or who I am as a person? Yeah, definitely deep. That so I'm going through the Stoic series. I got uh, discipline is key and. Uh, a couple of other ones that he's got uh, in the in the pipeline, but I've been reading some other uh, unfortunate uh, circumstances when an EMP oh, yeah. hits the yeah, world yeah, yeah. books, and then my wife and I uh, are into a uh, book series by Jacqueline Winspear. Hmm. Uh, it's about a British psychologist and investigator from the post-World War One era named Maisie Dobbs. Fiction? Uh, fiction. Ah, okay. And it's wonderful because I'm able to use different voices as I <laughs> describe the characters. As she's, oh, do you guys read out loud to each other? I, uh, it's it, this one of the things that I we do in the evening. I yeah. will read a chapter or so oh, that's awesome. uh, in the evening to kind of have a denouement for the day. Uh, but I get to uh, enjoy a Scottish voice and trying to get some Cockney voices and then also to try to have some matronly voices as well as I describe the characters. So anyway, it's a, it's a fun thing and, and it's, you know, 
Um, I think my wife likes it. That's anyway. very cute. Very cute. Well, moving on. Moving We're talking on. about travel, not and about whatever, me. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So tr- this came out of the the end of uh, you and I just got back. F- well, from personal travel as well as uh, business travel. Right. And really, for me, this was like the first trip on an airplane since I caught COVID. To be honest, that big old jet airliner going to carry me too far away. Yeah. And so in doing so, like uh, a lot's changed in the year plus that I'd been on an airplane and stuff. And so this episode is to those that are getting because i mean i don't know about you but i know of three different families who have like gone to disneyland or disney world and come back in like the last three weeks like Mm -hmm. people are getting out like they just need to eject get that vacation that they've been lacking for three shopping at the proverbial fold down tray Mm -hmm. Uh, do you chomp on fold down trays when i'm waiting for takeoff (laughs) yes it's how i handle the anxiety uh anyway i'm just just kidding so so a couple of things that uh observations that i i've noticed um you and i mentioned this let's see seven years of podcasting probably six years ago you and i had pointed out like if you do travel you need to take care of that you know wonderful device that you keep in your pocket and secure it from data theft and stuff and we'd really taken the angle from like if somebody stole it or if it was repossessed by border patrol or whatever Mm -hmm. of whatever country you were in at the time of this recording my my wife pointed out an article of a new way which isn't super new but it's making the headlines again juice jacking yes to kind of 2.0 because a lot of since people are trying to get traveling airports are refreshing a lot of their spaces and mm-hmm. stuff and a lot more ports usb-c usb uh a getting plugged in and stuff and um, we got links in the Substack. but um juice jacking if you're not familiar with it is when you plug in your phone with your charging cable and you plug it into a outlet that is not yours remember you have data on your phone that can be siphoned off or jacked. Mm-hmm. And so there is a new con to do this. It's it, I kind of equate this to like um, pin skimming back in the day when like you would have to, you know, definitely protect your pin when you're mm-hmm. going to the, the gas pump and Over stuff. Over the shoulder related things. Yeah. Yeah. So this as you're getting gas for your car or you're getting gas for your phone, protect your pins. Mm-hmm. See what I did there? Pins. I saw what uh, you did there. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Fine. <laughs> Um, so that's, that's one thing. The other thing is, especially for us here in Washington state, uh, on May 7th of 2025, us travelers must have real ID. Boy, howdy. When you walk through the doors of any airport, you see like five different signs of that. Uh, and I had to do some looking cause I didn't know what the real ID thing is. Uh, cause I usually travel with a passport mm-hmm. anyway, but it basically is that our Washington, as I understand it, uh, in DOT, if I get this wrong, reach out. But Real ID is the um, our Washington State driver's license card is not going to be a federally recognized identification card. It has to have either a a flag or another icon on it, or it has to be an enhanced. If it's enhanced, enhanced one, yeah. doesn't that need not apply. But for general ones, it will not be compliant to board domestic flights. So if you're going from state to state, if you're going from Washington to another state. You know how they check your, you know, okay, you have your boarding pass, cool. Give me a form of ID. If you show them your Washington State ID, mm-hmm. it won't be compliant in 25. Like that 80s rock band Europe once said, it's the two-year countdown. <laughs> uh, so we they start the marketing campaign now to get us familiar with the concept and to get that going on. Yeah, it's going to be on the, on the horizon. And this is what we've been uh, looking at in science fiction movies for travel. I mean, check out Code 46. Uh, Tim Robbins, Samantha Morton, I believe, uh, the great movie, and yeah, you got to have some uh, some information to be able to prove who you are and uh, where you're traveling to. I get it, and it's just part of the thing. I have an enhanced driver's license. Yeah. It's helped me get to and from 
uh, our Canadian border, which is only a few miles away from where we live in Bellingham. I haven't gone on any international travel in quite some time, and I was dumb enough to let my passport expire. But I look different now than I did when I had my original passport photo. So I'm just going to start anew someday, you know, if that's going to happen. But uh, yeah, it's an emerging sign of the times as we approach the mid-20s, if you will. Yeah. I just wanted to bring it up because a lot of people, you know, they think of bringing their, you know, enhanced driver's license or their their passport for international or going across our borders north or south. Yeah. But even interstate now, if if you're a Washington State, you know, ID holder... You need to bring another form, and there's I've got links to what what also qualifies for the Fed. But. Take a gander at it. It's not yep. uh, starting this Saturday. No, uh, the, you know, but uh, coming soon to a checkpoint near you. Yes, we're getting there, folks. Uh, it's important because you know we got to make sure everyone is who they say they are. Right, right, right. So the the tongue firmly planted in, in cheek, cheek, as I say that yeah. exactly. So while we have our tongues firmly planted in cheek, uh, so you and I we flew to Helena, Montana. Helena, the capital of Montana, uh, a wonderful city and. Boy, howdy, it was such a great time. Uh, we attended a educational technology conference uh, for a commonality of what we do for our day jobs. Uh, this was for the Northwest Managers of Educational Technology. They uh, hosted it in Helena and uh, Carroll College, this wonderful uh, private university in the state capitol, uh, was the host of it. And I, I've enjoyed I, I did a little bit of a different audiogram in my Canvas Insider. Uh, yeah. Things I, I shared my thoughts. You got to be able to find your community once you're in a conference with all these people now gathered in a, in a common area. Um, but it was a definitely a good time. Yeah, yeah, it was. And also adjacent to, or not adjacent, but in in the same vicinity is St. Helena Cathedral. Yes. Which that, the whole story behind that cathedral and the fact that uh, the funds from that bayship funded it and then the eventually would be Carroll College way back in turn of the century. Yep. You know, uh, if you if you love stained glass, um, this is definitely like the closest thing to a cathedral, European style cathedral you'll find in the U.S. that I've sure. seen. It's and, really cool. And whether or not you are a believer or a church goer, I think just from looking at the art- artistry yeah. that is contained from the stained glass, magnificent, especially yeah. on a sunny day. It was. It was Go during was nice. the daytime, kids. It'll be worth it. Uh, but what I noticed, getting back to the travel, going from Seattle Tacoma International Airport. And the, I believe, 35-minute wait <laughs> that uh, if you don't have clear with the whole retinal scan and uh, blood transfusion or whatever they do to make sure, you know, for that, um, that's a long l- line to get in there. It is. But flying into this, I would call it regional, because uh, oh, from what I've learned, the state of Montana has total well, about 1 million people. Oh, Okay. Uh, so that's the entire city of Seattle <laughs> spread out over a state. The Helena Regional Airport is so quaint. Oh, it, it's smaller than Bellingham, and we have a quaint international airport. It, it's 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 qua. It's not even quaint. <laughs> it's qua. It ain't. It, it, no, well, it, it's something. But anyway, it's just really chill. And yeah, of course they have the checkpoints and everything yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. But um, no wait. No. Uh, you know, pro, pro tip. If you can fly into a regional airport as opposed to one of the big metropolitan monstrosities, you might save a little bit of time. Uh, 
we were able to get a instead of getting like budget rent a car or enterprise or what are the, the typical rental car things that you might have when you go to a city or what are those what are those things that you do where you hail a, a R- ride right oh, share uber right. and lyft yeah that that, that kind of stuff um, there's a website out there called Turo, T-U-R-O. You introduced me to this. Yes. And so uh, I had a sneaking feeling based on some of the information on the vehicle that we were able to rent. Um, some auto dealers will have vehicles available for short-term use. Yeah. And uh, boy, howdy, it was cheap. And it got us to where we needed to go in some cases. And it was kind of nice instead of walking in. Uh, what was one morning high? 18 degrees? Uh, without the wind chill. Without the wind chill, yes. yes. So if you are going somewhere, check out T-U-R-O on your uh, web search of choice. You might be surprised with what might be available. And yeah. this wasn't your your first time using Turo, right? Uh, not mine. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, no, I've heard about it, and uh, but it's been a, a pretty good experience for that. So anyway, that was a nice way to be able to get around. It's, it's like the Airbnb for cars. Yeah. Even though it example. was a dealer. Uh, having some of their fleets, which would be on the lot, just kind of, you know, depressing the wheel tire pressure. Uh, but they got some use and yeah. some mileage. So it was pretty cool. That's cool. Uh, with regards to uh, ride sharing and, yes. and car sharing, you might be sharing the airwaves with us on Camry 102.3 FM. They are fully charged, fully powered for your listening needs on KMRE.org. They are broadcasting all over the darn planet that is known as Earth and maybe some satellites up there, too. Uh, they are broadcasting our show on terrestrial radio in the city by the Salish Sea, as AJ likes to uh, describe it, uh, on Saturday afternoons, I believe. You're correct. All right. Cool. That was a really cool tip. Having instead of doing the ride share where you have to hail somebody, you just you know get the hail into a a, a car. I tried. It was, it's all good, but segue. it's a nice it's a nice lead in. So when we travel, uh, I don't know about you. So when right before the pandemic happened, uh, I was tooling up to go on a fairly big excursion, and obviously that got derailed. One of the things I had bought at the the turn of the pandemic was a brand new bag. And Mm -hmm. so what we're going to do is talk a little bit about gear, but it's not going to be like this wax poeticliness that a lot of travel loggers are doing right now. Hey guys, want to talk about my gear that I bring with me on my trip to the Maldives? Don't. Yeah. That's me, uh, you know, smashing the laptop lid. Right. So the first things first is bags, because you and I are self, uh, self-professed self bag hogs uh, when it comes to uh, our love of... At least the first two letters of that, I would mm-hmm. constantly myself. <laughs> but anyway, yes. So the bag that I, I travel with, because I I, re- I had two people ask me about it on that trip, um, is a Cotopaxi Alpa 42. They make uh, several versions of the same bag. I have the larger one, just because that way I can do several uh, it was weeks at an end. It's 42. Liters. Oh, um, I thought it was forty-two because that's the answer to the, all the universe. Oh, there is that with me. Yeah, but um, this is a—it's uh, a backpack style, and it, it hinges open, kind of like a wheelie, one of those wheelie uh, things that you see at, at airports that I can't stand, so that you can pack your your clothes and stuff uh, without using packing cubes. You can just put it in there, zip it up, call it good. The other thing about the Alpa that I like, especially the forty-two, is if you do a lot of adventure travel and you don't want to bring like a trekking bag and your luggage. It can it can supplant having to bring a separate bag for adventure. So it actually has a waist belt that attaches. So you can actually have a load uh, load on your hips. There's load straps up on the top of your shoulders, and there's a sternum strap. Weight disbursement for the win. Yeah. So if you're if you're a person who you know goes and then 
and ventures out when you're there this could it is a heavier bag i mean it's not nearly as light as like my my um osprey that mm-hmm. I, I go and trek with but like if you're trying to do all-in-one bag travel which is what i tend to do and so do you um that for me this fits the bill i can use it as a backpack i can it has a shoulder strap so i can do it as a i don't know why you would but like a messenger and i can do adventure lightweight adventure it's versatile it. and it and it suits your needs yeah. now uh of course if you are a single parent with a couple of kiddos this may not be applicable for you. It could sure. be a great way for you to store some of your stuff, but we know that there is so much more that would need to be brought into consideration for checking bags for yeah. what you are bringing with you. We're talking about two schmucks who are <laughs> traveling. You know, what would we bring on a trip for? Let's just say hypothetically a three day, uh, a two- three day cruise. That's right, exactly. Th- okay. So for my bag, if I'm going on a trip by myself, and I probably will at the end of July coming up in the yeah. near future, um, I pack light. No kidding, Chris. Uh, so I've I've gone through a whole lot of backpacks, and I and I have a number uh, available. I don't really go for the uh, wheelie. I don't uh, either. But it's great. There is merit to having a there is hard shell around what you're bringing with you. I'm bringing changes of underwear, and I have a very limited uh, clothing arsenal that I'm bringing yeah, with black, me. Black, black, shade of black, and, and dark black. heather gray. Yeah, <laughs> and so I have a GoRuck GR1 21 liter backpack. It's uh, I was able to pick off a, a deal in eBay. Uh, it is gray because that's the life that I like to live, the gray man life, and I can store a lot of stuff in it. So uh, that's my bag of choice. But we'll talk about around town uh you know errands as well i have another uh item for tr- storing ur- things ur- around yeah me. urban schlepping we've already talked about that uh ad nauseum i would say for this time yeah. but anyway that's that's our bags go what else you got so the other thing so along with bags and i cannot say this enough if you are a person like me that just brings a bag or your 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 one carry on and your your personal item so is everybody else and i mean the the flight out of SeaTac to Helena, I was literally the last person to get boarded, which means uh, literally the, the the gate attendant was just like, either you can check your bag with me now, or if it doesn't make it on the plane, I'm going to grab it. And I, I got the last slot yep. um, in, the, in the plane. I hear those uh, big airport international hubs often overbook their flights. They do. And uh, maybe not like as much as the regional airports. So going into this trip, I, I figured that might be the case. And so in my bag, I also have a small pack safe that's a little sling just so I can throw my headphones and that type of stuff. But yes. I keep it in the Alpha because it's big enough. But uh, if I was going to be separated from my bag, what I was planning on doing is taking my headphones and stuff that I would use on the plane, shove it into the little uh, sling, and I have an air tag in my bag. Oh, yes. So that uh, in the event that I am separated from my bag, you know, as long as there's somebody with an iPhone, and there's quite a few iPhones I've heard out there. I've heard about that, yeah. Um, at least I can keep a ping on my bag, um, and especially because I was doing multi-port. So I was doing Bellingham, SeaTac, SeaTac, Helena, mm-hmm. and so on. Like, I wanted to make sure if I did have to relinquish my bag, I, I could possibly retrieve it or find it, especially because we were doing conference. Yeah. So that's a cool trick I wanted to throw out there, um, is if you have that hesitation, and in my bag, I don't, all my tech is on me. Yes. 
but it just you know you don't want to get to your your location and not have a change of underwear that you would be I mean? a bad time so throw in an air tag or a tile if you're not in the apple ecosystem just for your own uh safety and tracking while we're at it why don't you talk about the headphones you uh, bring with you on trips such as these yeah surprise surprise it's the ones that i podcast with it's on oh, my okay. head it's the soundcore uh q20 pluses they have uh sound noise cancellation they've got great battery life they also have a hard cord if the battery goes dead which is great i think i i got these originally for my wife and i think these were like 40 dollars. yeah um noise canceling noise canceling uh-huh. noise canceling is a must yeah especially when you're going to conference uh because one of the things and i'll throw this out there like this is the first conference i've been to in about four or five years mm-hmm and there was a lot of people mm-hmm. and there were times where I'm like, I need to tune out. Yes. And so like just to zone out from the big hall of uh-huh. all the hecklers of vendors and stuff, it was nice to just get my like five minutes, check my email, get back in the zone just for mental space. Yes. I didn't realize I was going to have that feeling, but I did. So the the Soundcore Q20 Plus uh, headphones that you're talking about are the over the head cans, if you will, fully over the ear. Oh, yeah. Uh, for my set up you know with my backpack that's it uh and it, it is uh overhead compartment approved yeah. as far as the dimensions i made sure about that um but i went the other route where there's some really economical noise canceling earbuds and i have a link to a non glamazon site nice. should you be interested in it they're not uh, a name brand uh, one of those popular name brands but very affordable uh, it has automatic noise cancellation, but they're earbuds that go into my canal. Oh, okay. As, and so, therefore, my beautiful ears are able to be uh, displayed without any cover oh. around them. So, I was able to get good. There was a low frequency of the engine noise. Mm. It wasn't completely isolated, but I still was able to listen to my quiet music and to shut out other extraneous noises that were going about the cabin. Yeah. And so that's uh, pretty cool. One thing that I do just from an insurance standpoint in traveling, uh, it is commonplace now for us to have our app for whatever airline we have and have the, the boarding ticket on our phones, Yeah, which is awesome. But I print out the darn thing just because, and I print it out before I even take off to the airport because I don't want to wait in line to yeah, be able to print a boarding pass. But just to have a sheet of paper that's somewhere on my person just in case. Battery dies, screen gets broken. Uh, or theft. Or theft. Uh, mm-hmm. it basically, you know, who, who knows what might happen. I'm actually uh, addressing the worst case scenario in mm-hmm. my mind, in my fearful, anxiety-ridden mind about traveling. And so it's just something nice to have, of course, just a helpful reminder for that. What else you got? This is because largely I'm, I'm a photographer, but uh, Tenba is a bag manufacturer. They also make other, what they call these tools. And this is their tool wrap. And what Velcro. it is, my, my wife, my loving wife calls this a diaper for my technology. I'm going to, I'm going to, when it's closed up, I almost equate it to a, uh, a can cozy. Yeah. Kind of like a can cozy. So what it is, is it's, it's basically this soft outside with like a, uh, um, nylon inside and it's got four corners of Velcro. And what's nice about this, especially for camera kit, it's meant for lenses is that it can fit any length and size right. with, uh, and you can wrap it up. And that way it takes up less space than a cube, a packing mm-hmm. cube. What I used this for is I've got a handheld, um, kind of like a game boy. Yes. Um, it's called a retroid. And I used this as my carrying case for it because mm-hmm. that way it doesn't scratch the screen. And what's great is I didn't have to buy another thing. And it's got enough pat. I mean, if it's if it's good enough for my camera equipment, it's good enough for any other technology. Picture a, a, a bulky 
thick but squishy uh, table napkin in size <laughs> yeah. that the corners can be brought in, uh, if bring in each corner, and then you got a little bit of another square with some Velcro adhesion that you have a lot of versatility if you want to make a burrito mm-hmm. for some uh, items such as... It's some, a tech burrito or a, or a, a tech envelope, soft tech envelope for your stuff. It's tough to describe this uh, audio. Uh, you know, Check it, the Substack. Yeah, exactly, because the, li- the link is rather intriguing for what that can do and uh, for your own special purpose. Anyone can come up with a uh, use case. And the cool thing is, is they make them in different sizes, so they can go as small as, I think, 12 by 12 all the way up to it'll fit like a MacBook Pro. Oh, very good. So, I mean, you could use it. Varying I, sizes. Yeah, yeah. Very good. One of the things that I do just is uh, in thinking about what might happen, uh, oftentimes, so, you know, I took my car down to the airport and I took the shuttle to the the departures part of our monstrosity of a airport. And uh, I wanted to be able to tip the shuttle driver. And whether it's generous or not, but what I found is if I ask for or go to a grocery store and say, hey, uh, I'd like to get $60 in cash you know, over the top of my groceries, but have them in fives. Because therefore, sure, you can combine four to pay for a meal in cash, um, but also for those tips and other gratuities or other opportunities that might occur that you're not expecting. Right. You got some cashola on hand instead of whipping out your card or trying to Venmo someone uh, for their kindness. Isn't that awkward? Can no. I Venmo you? Like, well, I mean, it, 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 we're you know, old guys. Yeah, yeah. And no, we're dads. And so I, therefore, that's, that's, a, that's a thing. But there are other ways to be able to show thanks yeah. uh, for some, or to be able to get just a bottle of water somewhere. Uh, in a hotel lobby, if you will. Yeah, because one bottle of water in a hotel lobby is about five bucks. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> Depending on what conference you go to or where yeah. things might be, you know. Um, so the other thing I want to throw out there is uh, for if you are light sensitive um, and like you have to, uh, let, like let's say you're taking a red eye, there's a, a company called Manta that makes a really nice sleep mask. Uh, my wife originally got one and then she lovingly got me like the deluxe pro version that it, it has Bluetooth in it. So you, you can actually have your sound. You are a professional yeah, sleeper, aren't I you? I am. I am. Yes. Uh, so you can actually listen to like your podcast and stuff through it. It's just a Bluetooth connection, but the mask itself is very plush um, very good it's i think i think they run anywhere from like 30 to 100 dollars, depending on which model you get um if you're also a person that um, suffers from migraines mm. um, they also have like cooling pads so you can swap out the pat the ipads that are in the um the actual mask that's so, good to know yeah once we get into uh off the airplane into our hotel room or perhaps airbnb um i like having some just some quiet music or something to be able to either fall asleep to or to wind down from and i've i've gone through the gamut of bluetooth speakers yeah yeah and, and a lot, you have <laughs> over 223 episodes <laughs> i've i've gone through a lot of it what i found and i and this has kind of just been around and i've enjoyed it uh for various reasons but bose makes a Soundlink Micro, and it looks like two Apple TVs uh, stacked on top of each other. It's it's a little bit bulky, but it is a small square, easily packable, especially inside my backpack with everything that you know in it. it can be stored in a zipper pocket or whatever, but it has good quality. And uh, just when I want to be able to have something available to have that music instead of the phone speaker or the tablet speaker or the laptop speaker, whatever you take with you. Um, nowadays, it's been around for a while. There's plenty of uh, gently used, refurbished, uh, you know, ones you could pick them up for about 65 bucks on eBay. And while, yes, you can get $20 for any Bluetooth uh, speaker on that site, um, invest in yourself. 
you know, in, in some of these cases. We had a discussion before about is it a race to the bottom or do you buy for life? Yeah. And I think buy the best, cry once. Right. And you know, sure, if you're at home, you can have the the stuff, but for travel, yeah, you'll treat yourself. You'll get what you pay for. So the last thing I have is because of the whole juice jacking at the top of the episode, oh, yeah. because I went to uh, the iPhone 13 and I have USB-C and because of the European Union, they have, they're really pushing industry to make everything USB-C. Um, I have a iHome multi-port USB-C folding charger. It does not have a power brick in it. Mm. It's just my charger. It is basically about the size of a deck of cards. Mm-hmm. It can do rapid charging. So it's got, I think, the PD plug uh, yes. for the, the the actual USB-C. And then the plug itself that plugs into the wall, um, it's made for here in the United States. So you still have to have an adapter if you go abroad. But it folds. So mm-hmm. it's basically a perfect p- a pack of cards mm-hmm. to pack. Um, it's probably my favorite charger I've bought. And from that funny company that used to make iPod docs back in the day. iHome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's what I use. I, I notice also one thing we'll find out in hotel rooms there, uh, kids, we're going to see lamps with USB oh, ports. No. Don't do it. That's another observation you and I both had. So you're listening to two technologists, <laughs> professional technologists. Hear us when we say... It won't charge your iPhone 13, folks. Let me, let me try it another way. I tell you the truth. You don't want to plug in your phone on whatever USB port a lamp is going to provide. There's a thing called voltage. And while I'm not an expert at it. Amperage as well. Oh, that too. Yes, because I talk out of my butt on a regular basis. Amperage. Um, You want to be able to get the correct amperage for your phone or your tablet or even your laptop. And I don't think a phone's USB uh, port will do that. So consider getting uh an anchor 735 now this mm. is smaller than aj's it's about it's it's heavy yeah. uh, but it has one us a traditional usb and two usb c's when you take and analyze what gear you're taking with you and that's something you should do before you even get out the door uh, friends and neighbors what can you get away with you know do you need to bring your entire tech arsenal dear heavens no uh some people do yeah and they feel comfortable because i might need this for this reason and i might need this for this reason if you can figure out, can I get through this trip with an essential amount of tech? Yeah. With that in mind, you get this and it will charge your phone fast. Anyway, I got a link to what I use. Plug it into a wall outlet, which is totally fine. No, not into the lamp no. plug-in thing. Go straight into the wall. I think it'll do you well. But it'll get you some really good uh, response time when you're charging things up for the next day. I also have a tinfoil hat device that I bring with me. What is your tin? What's your tinfoil hat device? So when I go to Airbnbs and hotel rooms, I bought a $40 device Mm -hmm. on that site, the one that we all, whatever. And this is a hidden device uh, detector. Interesting. It looks like a walkie-talkie. Okay. And what it does is you're able to move it around and it'll detect sensors or cameras or microphones and things like that. Interesting. It's not quite James Bond. Okay. But... You know, I haven't found anything yet. Okay. But if you're in an Airbnb, and we know that owners of Airbnbs are very cautious about their Their guests that are staying there, Mm -hmm. you want to have a little bit of freedom to know when you want to be disrobed or to have freedom to use the the area. Plus, in hotel rooms, stranger things have occurred. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, just something to think about. No, that's that is. I I did not realize that was on your list. That's that's I actually. Don't, a I don't make mention of that uh, very often, but it's something that is uh, of a travel nature. 
So I think we have a two-parter, Chris. I mean, that's that's our kit for going. But now we also have uh, other show notes on if people are coming to Bellingham. I think we need to do that on a second. I think that could work out as well. Like when people come to Bellingham yeah. and traveling to Bellingham. Yeah. Love it. Let's so, go for it. So before we sign off, though, uh, quality assurance. This is my favorite part of every episode because these picks are picked for you by AJ Barsay and Chris Powell for your quality assurance. Go. Me. So I know that we uh, I'm sometimes talk about music and things I mentioned. Moby had an ambient release uh, for 2023 back yeah. in the start of the year. I am a fan of having quiet music during my workday. Mm-hmm. And recently, Apple came out with an Apple classical app, which focuses mainly on classical music, the composers, the movements, uh, the the keys, et cetera, et cetera. This is a very it's not just it's it's more towards the classical music identification of the songs and how you can uh, pick out that exact one you want. As I'm nerding out in my classical thing, I love having quiet piano. It's very nice. Plus in the evening, it's really a nice way to chill before you might read a chapter of a book to your uh, favorite someone. There's an artist named Stefan Mochio and it's called The Night Suite. It's an EP. It's only four songs. But something when you get an album or when you listen to a piece of music, it's four tracks and I put it on repeat and I had no idea that it was repeating for so long. I just happened to do my work and I got into that state of flow. Mm Stefan Mochio, The Night Suite EP uh, is pretty cool if you happen to be uh, looking around. I mean, not just Apple Classical, but whatever. Check it out on Spotify. I don't know if it's there or not. If Spotify knows what's good for it, it will have that on there. But uh, I was very impressed with that release. Quality classical music aj so uh on that same vein i've got so nick sullivan i've mentioned him before he's part of the uh uh, caribbean authors group Mm -hmm. and stuff so he dropped a new book uh on his two characters uh boone and emily the those are the dive masters that are out in the cayman islands and stuff so his newest book is called deep hex i don't know if it's available everywhere it might be an amazon or um uh, audible exclusive um but uh deep hex it's a great follow-up it's probably my second favorite in the series next to the the first one so uh, if you and i know a few of you did check it out um if you haven't gotten the newest one definitely do and if you liked the first one you'll really like this one all right that's some quality uh, recommendations for book reading yeah so before I also hit uh, hit uh, the sweet, sweet music, do you have any sweet, sweet stuff in the hopper for uh, the Canvas Insider there? I have been doing, uh, well, every, once a month I do a little cheeky video. So when May comes up, that will be a, uh, any, a new Any video. hints at what you're going to do? What, I'm still deciding. Oh, I have the main it. event, which is like four different audio tracks yeah. that I'd have to record separately. Uh, but it would be rather cheeky uh, from an ed tech nerdy kind of way. Uh, at this point, I might go back to a previous movie just because because there's another scene in there that could be helpful. But then I also might include a, a movie clip with a female voice. Oh, my. And actually bring in a female to uh, do the line with me. So anyway, stay tuned in May to see what's going on for that. Oh, by the way, I'll be talking about some helpful canvas information as well. Uh, should <laughs> you want to subscribe for that. 
Yeah. So for me, I've got uh, I've got quite a bit in the hopper for Analog Explorer, um, surprisingly. So I, if you if you go through the feed, I've had uh, Dan from the UK. He's uh, been up. We've done a, a few collaborations. Extended family of the Bellingham Podcast. Yeah. Dan in the UK. The, the UK. The unofficial uh, desk of the Bellingham Podcast UK branch. That's right. Um, it's right. UK next branch. To, I like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. It's right next to MI5 and uh, uh, Q branch. Yes. So uh, I've got I've got a new analog. Explore alum that's going to be dropping next week at the time of this recording. If if you're interested in horology and especially things of antiquity, you're going to want to check out this next episode of the Analog Explorer. Anti-antiquity? I ain't going to say anything more. All right, fine. Wrap it up. And on that note, that wraps up this 223rd edition of the Bellingham Podcast. Thank you again for listening, rating, reviewing, wherever you like to get this podcast. Remember, if you are in the Bellingham area, you might be listening to us on KMRE 102.3 FM. They're broadcasting all over Bellingham citywide, and they are all over worldwide at KMRE.org. And on that note, happy spring, everyone. I'm AJ Barce. And I'm Chris Powell. Thanks once again for joining us on the Bellingham Podcast. I got nothing. I got nothing either. It was, it was a good show. It was travel. <laughs> good show. Uh, I'm thinking about what we're going to do for the part two. Sweet. All right.